You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfrontcouch.com, back for Fan Friday on a Friday. Hallelujah. It's happening. It's here. I I don't know if people thought it would happen again on a Friday, but it's coming, and we are going to bask in its gloriousness. We have a few people who have chimed in on their thoughts of who's going to make the call-up when rosters expand on Sunday. And there are some decent names, and we will discuss them all. We're actually going to discuss them first, uh, and then I will give my own predictions afterwards. So let's just jump right into it, y'all. Um, some some pretty obvious ones um, to point out. We'll start with Peter Scove at Scove Peter, who said Jonathan Davis has had a good year. Jonathan Davis, I think we can lock in as a call-up. He's been up with the Blue Jays already. He's on the 40-man roster. He would provide depth in the outfield for if they want to pinch hit in certain situations. So, yeah, I I think it's very safe to say that Jonathan Davis will be back up and he will have a chance to improve on that 140 batting average this season. Um, Whether or not he gets all the time, because, again, the impetus is going to be looking at Derek Fisher, um, making sure Teoscar Hernandez is going to be an option going forward. So I'm not sure how much time Jonathan would get playing, but it's safe to assume he's up there. He's he's like a lock, basically. Um, which Mia Loy at gsnap underscore abk6 agrees. She says... Jay Davis and Richard Urania for sure. Again, no brainer. Richard Urania is on the 40 man. He's been called up before. He likely will again. So I, he, he will have a chance to work on that 36 ERA of his and just essentially be the backup infielder. So it just makes sense to have Urania up as well. So we got, we got two locks out of the way. We'll go through some of the lists here that I have because there are some some interesting additions and omissions. Actually, I'm going to start with Rachel Snag at Magnetic Turtle 9 who just said, Zoik. I think that makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense for TJ Zoik to be added to the 40-man roster and brought up and, you know, given a chance to show what he can do at the major league level. Now, there are rumblings that Zoic would actually go into the Arizona Fall League, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. The Arizona Fall League's for, for younger pitchers who who need that boost or or for players who, you know, could be on their last legs with an organization who need that extra time to make an impact TJ Zoic is not either of those people. He's 24. 
and just toss a no-hitter. He's he's going to be a factor in that rotation next year. I don't see any reason why he would pitch in Arizona instead of pitching in Toronto. Now, whether he gets the call up immediately, again, he's not on the 40-man right now. He will have to be to be protected from the Rule 5 draft in the offseason. But, again, I see no reason why he shouldn't be up there. He's had a, He's got a 369 ERA in Buffalo in 13 starts. He has that no-hitter on the resume. His walks are way down. He doesn't strike out batters. But, you know, the whip is where you want to see it at 131. So... Again, I see no reason to hold Zoic back and keep him from coming up and seeing what he has at the major league level. Because, I mean, he's he's at least the equivalent of a Pannone, of a Wagaspak, of a Sean Reed Foley. And these are the guys you're going to have to make decisions on whether or not they are a part of the future. So... I want to see Zoic up here. I want to see if he can be the Stroman Redux. And again, just give the Blue Jays another option for next season so they can have this wide open competition. So they're not just throwing Trent Thornton out there just because they have to. So they can, you know, have some of these guys go to Buffalo and hone their craft again and maybe push the Bisons back towards the playoffs. That would be nice. I would like that. Uh, let's, let's go with Sean at Sean's J's. Sean has an entire list. He goes Thomas Pannone, Sean Reed Foley, Yancy Diaz, Beef Stew, Brock Stewart, Bo Taylor, Richard Urania, Anthony Alford, Jonathan Davis. There are a lot of names there. Uh, you froze in Justin Schaefer since Schaefer was optioned. Taylor's interesting because, you know, you would think if Luke Maley was on the comeback trail, he would be brought back onto the roster and they wouldn't need Bo Taylor. But because Maley's been kind of lingering, Maley's actually a candidate to move to the 60-day DL. And that way that opens up a 40-man slot to get one of these guys on. So I guess in that case, yeah, you can have Bo Taylor up as the third catcher. Um, Stewart. Sean Reed Foley, Pannone, obvious choices to bolster that pitching staff with some length. Yancy Diaz, sure, give him a shot to uh, to have a better first impression than what he did when he first came up and walked four batters in less than an inning. Sean also says maybe Patrick Murphy since he's on the 40-man. Again, just... Um, the injury issues with Patrick Murphy are the only reason why I would be a little hesitant that he gets called up. Because while he was he was pretty good in New Hampshire, I would like to see a little bit more at an advanced level. I I'm not a big fan of people making that jump directly from AA without at least a stop in AAA to get used to like major league esque bats. So Murphy had a 4.71 ERA this season and 18 starts with New Hampshire. 
He's only pitched 84 innings, so he's well below his innings count. So he could come up and get some work in with Toronto. If, if only to, you know, again, get that kind of experience. The whip was good. Um, his control was really good. Only 27 walks in those 84 innings, which is a nice improvement over his 2018. So maybe that does earn Patrick Murphy some time with the club. And he's already on the 40 man. He could be one of those guys that the Blue Jays have to make decisions on when trying to determine who stays and who goes. But we will see how that works. We are going to continue our discussion on who actually gets the call up to the Blue Jays after this break. But just a reminder that this episode, like all the episodes this week on Locked on Blue Jays, is sponsored by BlueChew.com. That's blue as in Blue Jays. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients, FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they're going to work for you. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, even after you just ate like an entire thing of pad thai. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, it's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so you don't have to go to the doctor and ask for it. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. There's no awkwardness about it, and we all want to avoid awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to your door, it's actually cheaper than a pharmacy. And if you go to BlueChew.com right now, you can take advantage of a special deal we have for listeners of the podcast. You get your first shipment for free when you use the special promo code MLB. You just pay the $5 in shipping. So again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. You get to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So continuing our discussion on who's going to get called up for the Blue Jays. Let's turn to frequent contributor of the show at the Real Tale 17. They say Sean Reed Foley, Thomas Pannone, TJ Zoik, Justin Schaefer, Richard Urania, Jonathan Davis, Matt Dermody, who would be an interesting choice given, again, the continuing theme that he's been working through some injuries as well. He's made 15 appearances for the Bisons this season with a 548 ERA, which isn't stellar. And, you know, he's still on the comeback trail from Tommy John surgery that he had last year. He's been all right. He's been better lately. But given he's already had some time at the show, I'm not sure if the Blue Jays want to bring Germany up and and let him have a crack at it as opposed to you know leaning on the guys who they already have germany's also you know a little older than some of the other guys that they're looking at um 
but he's also a lefty, which is always a plus. And and they like their big, big, tall pitchers. But, uh, you know, he is 29. So given they already have a guy like Buddy Bush here, I'm not sure Dermody would be in their crosshairs. Um, Tails also says Ryan Tapera, who, given he's rehabbing right now, in he was rehabbing in Buffalo, it makes sense to bring him on board. Uh, coming off the 60-day DL. So they would have to DFA someone to make room for him. Or, again, move someone else to the 60-day. There there aren't a lot of DFA candidates, which I I think would be surprising given how the Blue Jays have looked this season. There are are targets, obviously. Buddy Boshears, not, not expected to survive. Neil Ramirez, I I haven't seen enough from him to justify him staying on. Um, one I don't see talked about a lot is Clayton Richard, who is on the DL right now, but that hasn't stopped the Blue Jays from DFAing someone. They DFA'd Nick Kingham when he was on the DL. Richard's contract ends at the end of the season. I don't think he has a lot of value to the Blue Jays, who just kind of bought him off San Diego on the cheap, trying to find some cheap innings. They didn't get them out of him. So I think that might be an option for the Blue Jays to get Richard off the roster and then bring some of these other younger guys on. So that's how I think Tapera would get back on there. But uh, actually, yeah, um, Scott Mitchell of TSN reporting that Tapera is back with Toronto in the plan's are to activate him Sunday when the rosters expand. So Tapera is going to be called up. We can confirm that. Again, it's just a matter of how they actually get him back on the roster. Let's uh, let's talk about Dalton Pompey because Mia Loy, um, back again, asking about Pompey. I don't think Pompey is going to be added to the 40-man roster. Didn't show enough in his time at AAA. The injuries really cost him again. I don't think he's going to be with the organization next year. I think they're probably going to move on from him and give him a chance to get something out of the organization outside of the organization. So I I don't see him coming up, especially with Davis and especially with Anthony Alford, who um at Clark underscore Gideon doesn't think Alfred will be called up and that will speak volumes about his future with the club, which is interesting because, again, Alfred's kind of gone down that Pompeii route with the injuries and everything affecting him. And now there are questions, especially with the acquisition of guys like Derek Fisher. Where does Anthony Alfred fit in with the Blue Jays? The performance wasn't really there this season again. He batted 259, six home runs, 35 RBIs. Stole 21 bases, so again, the speed is there and it's tantalizing, but has he done enough on the field to justify staying on that roster? Now, he's not a DFA candidate because if they DFA'd him, I'm pretty sure he would get looks more quickly than Dalton Pompey did when he was DFA'd. But again, you, you're getting into this roster crunch with the Blue Jays where you have to start making some tough tough decisions and guys like Alfred who 
haven't been able to show what they can do on a regular basis, they are going to start to feel the heat and they're going to be on the chopping block. I mean, you, you've seen already some of the, some of the people who've been moved out of the organization who are like, Oh, why didn't we keep them? Why isn't Harold Ramirez on his team right now instead of playing in Miami? Like that's the reality of the situation. Not everyone's going to make this team and guys who, have been very attractive in the past are going to start falling by the wayside. And Anthony Alford is in danger of being one of those guys. Now I think he would still be called up because he's on the 40 man. And I think they still want to see him against major league pitching, but Gideon's right that the time is running out on Anthony Alford. He's got to be able to show something. Otherwise they're going to start looking for other options. One name that Gideon Clark also mentioned uh, in addition to Zoic Panone, Sean Reed Foley, and Schaefer, was Kirby Sneed. And we did talk about Kirby Sneed before as one of these bullpen arms that could get a look, you know, if they DFA Boshears and Ramirez and some of these other guys who are just space fillers in the bullpen right now. Uh, Sneed's pitched in 39 games. He has a 378 ERA. He has a whip of 136, 52 strikeouts against 19 walks. That's a great ratio. That'll play. I'm I'm not sure he would be the first call out of that Buffalo bullpen. I think it's more likely, I, I want to say Ty Tice, just because he fits that Justin Schaefer mold. But Tice has been walking a lot of batters. Jackson McClellan probably needs some more time at Buffalo. I don't think he would be added to the 40-man. I don't think there's a risk of him being claimed. And with Zach Jackson, again, Zach's appeared in 45 games. He's been a reliable arm for the Bisons. He's 9-0, which is insane for a reliever. But again, the problem is walks. Does he have the control to be able to get major league batters out. And that's the question that the Blue Jays front office is going to be asking themselves of a lot of these guys. I think Tyson Sneed are more likely to get the chance to answer that question at the major league level. For But for a lot of guys, they're going to have to go back and, and come to spring training and hope they can battle for a spot. But I, I think I agree with Gideon that Sneed would probably have a better chance than Tyson, actually. I think Sneed would be the first call. So... It would be a just reward for Kirby, the 10th round selection out of out of Florida. He's also a lefty, which, again, we've seen the Blue Jays looking for. It's it's why Buddy Boshears is still here. So I think Snead's more likely to get a shot as that lefty arm. And we'll see where the Blue Jays go from there. But that brings us to the end of this episode. I know we didn't talk about Anthony Kay, but if reports are to be believed, we're going to be talking about Anthony Kay tomorrow because he could be the starter on Sunday for the Blue Jays. Anyway, thank you so much to Mia and Sean and Tails and Rachel and Peter and Gideon for, for contributing your thoughts to this episode of the podcast. A reminder, if you want to do like they did, follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb and apparently got hacked. So good work, Twitter. Good work. 
Anyway, follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe on Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Daily Goodness, sometimes twice Daily Goodness, depending on the personal life. But thank you for sticking with me. We will talk to you tomorrow on a special Saturday edition of the podcast. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.